Park Hopping Podcast number 20. Another crappy podcast production. Hi there, this is Alan of DisneyFans.com, and this is the Park Hopping Podcast, the podcast that proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that, yeah, anyone can have their own podcast. Previously on the Park Hopping Podcast, we hopped over to Florida to take a ride on the long-gone Epcot Center attraction, Horizons. This time, I'm going to talk a little bit about things that come afterwards, namely sequels. Now, sequels are rarely as good as the originals. There's countless of movies and follow-up books and albums and things like that that have proven this time and time again. Now, occasionally we get lucky, and a sequel is actually better than the original. Here's hoping Pirates of the Caribbean 2 is going to be even better, uh, but usually not. Well, anyway, this is totally subjective and debatable, but I've never met anyone who always preferred sequels over the original. Now, some sequels, sure, yeah, but but not all of them. So at most, I expect someone could argue with my use of the word rarely, as in, sequels are rarely as good as the originals, instead of preferring to use often or sometimes, whatever. Anyway, these folks are free to make their own podcast all about how much better sequels are. I'm not digressing, because today I want to talk about Walt Disney and sequels. Now, a very popular quote is, Walt Disney hated sequels. But where did this come from? Now, I've seen it attributed to uh, another quote that was, You can't top pigs with pigs, which is referenced and quoted in numerous business leadership books as Walt's response when he was urged to make a follow-up to his hit, Three Little Pigs cartoon. Now, I'm not here to answer what Walt would do, since this quote really means that, you know, Walt just wanted to do something different. Popular TV shows um, decide to go off the air while they're still popular, and award-winning directors usually go on to make other or different films right after a big smash hit. Yet we've still seen TV series return, sometimes as movies, and sequels made years down the line. Well, Walt was either too busy to do another pig cartoon, or smart enough to realize that he wanted to go out on top. When Walt Disney presented Disneyland to the world in 1955, um, he, he wasn't satisfied with it. And over the next decade leading up to Walt's death, he continually improved the park, adding attractions, removing things he didn't want in the first place, and replacing things that, you know, seemed like a good idea at the time. Goodbye, bathroom of tomorrow. But Walt certainly wasn't opposed to reusing an idea. Walt's last great project was the Plan City Epcot, and if you've never seen the full proposal film that Walt made to sell the idea, I strongly encourage you to go out and find a copy. It was released on the Disneyland Treasures Tomorrowland DVD set. Um, actually, if you go to the website waltopia.com, you can um, view it online. Now, one of the things that is really interesting about Epcot and how it was planned um, was that it was planned to include a theme park on the property. And if you look at the original concept maps, you're going to find a representation of Disneyland. It was probably an actual Disneyland map that they dropped into place just to help sell the idea. Now, it doesn't imply that Walt wanted to build an exact copy of the park, but it does show that Walt was not opposed to opening more Magic Kingdoms. And believe me, it's the most exciting and challenging assignment we've ever tackled Walt Disney Production. Today, I want to share with you some of our ideas for Disney World. Now, the prologue to this film told you some of the philosophy that made Disneyland in California what it is today. Of course, there'll be another amusement theme park in Florida, similar to the one in California. 
Similar to the one in California, there you hear it in Walt's own words. He wasn't opposed to taking a good idea and repeating it, or at least doing something similar. And I'm sure the folks that make sequels to movies expect that the sequel will be similar enough to get a lot of good money. Well, now we all know that the Epcot that eventually opened in 1982 had nothing to do with Walt's planned city, other than using the name. But Walt's sequel to Disneyland, The Magic Kingdom, which opened as part of Walt Disney World in 1970. 1971 had a lot to do with Disneyland. This new theme park, which had just opened five years after Walt's death, was similar enough to feel like Disneyland, but different enough to have its own identity. Now, today the Park Hopping Podcast will begin a short intermittent series on Walt's Disneyland sequel and all the similarities and differences it has with the original park in California. During my traveling days between like 95 and 99, I made numerous bi-coastal trips that had me working in California. One week, and then flying home just long enough to do laundry and pay bills before repacking and flying out to spend the following week in Florida.、Uh, because of this, I was able to do. Um, both parks. I was able to visit each Magic Kingdom pretty much back to back, you know, or at least within 48 hours. Now, several times、uh, I did this, and and it was it let me really compare them while the memories were still strong and fresh. Now, of course, anyone who lives in Orlando and knows those parks inside and out can take a trip to Disneyland and have a fresh comparison, and vice versa for the California natives. But I've often often noticed that、uh, my friends who grew up local to either Disney parks seem to almost always view their home park as clearly superior. I've noticed this so many times that it's always very nice and refreshing to hear from a Florida native who makes a trip to Disneyland and actually ends up preferring it over their own Magic Kingdom, as opposed to talking about how small the castle is and how tiny Main Street is and and how non-scary the Haunted Mansion looks. And well, you get the idea. Now, if you're wondering where I started, you can go back and listen to my very first show, or let me summarize simply by saying that Disneyland was my first Disney park I visited in the mid-70s. Though I also visited Florida's Magic Kingdom that same summer, probably within the same week. Back then, my family seemed to agree that a lot of the common attractions, like Mission to Mars, looked a lot better at Disneyland. You know that the animatronics seemed more realistic in California. Now, whether or not this is true, I really can't say, but. You know, for all I know, they use the same figures, molds, clothing, and material at both. But that's just how my memory recalls it.、Uh, regardless, I ended up being a Walt Disney World fan and spent many summer vacations there. And other than those two trips to Disneyland, two trips actually in the 70s, went back again with my grandmother like a year or so later. Other than those trips, I never set foot back into the Anaheim original until December 1995. And during that 1995 trip, I was looking at the park through Walt Disney World eyes, noticing how much smaller the train station and Main Street and the castle was, and how non-scary the mansion looked. And I was basically noticing how similar some things were, and how very different some other things were. Noticing the rides that were only found in Disneyland, and missing the rides that were only found in Florida. So now let's compare one of the iconic attractions at the U.S. Disneyland's Snow White's Scary Adventure. The Snow White attraction is found at both U.S. Magic Kingdoms. Both parks had a Snow White ride when they opened, although neither contained the word "scary" in the title yet. That was added later with rehabs. There's been various updates to both Snow White rides over the years, and the Disneyland version was completely redone when an all-new Fantasyland was created in the 1980s. Now I'll leave it to someone else to come up with a highly detailed podcast explaining the history of the Snow White rides, but for now. I'll take you on an audio tour of both U.S. versions of the attraction, and I'll try to point out some of the key differences in the scenes. 
Now, unlike previous shows, I'm going to narrate the ride-throughs, and you can let me know if you find this interesting, or if you'd prefer just listening to the ride audio. I'd be quite happy to spin off a secondary podcast feed, which was just ride audio from time to time with no babbling at all. I know a lot of my friends would like that. I'd also be willing to do the same thing for a video feed, where you'd get random Disney theme park ride videos from time to time, just like my 3D video podcast does. That way you could watch stuff without having to wear those goofy glasses. Okay, so... First, some external differences. The Florida Snow White still has the old carnival-style exterior, while the Disneyland version has more of a village-house kind of look to the building. At Disneyland, the Wicked Witch can be seen peering out from a second-story window. She'll open up the curtains from time to time so you can see her looking down on you. There's a golden book with a golden apple just outside the Disneyland entrance, and be sure to read that book and touch the apple. Uh, once you're inside the queue area, you pass a little dungeon scene where you can hear the witch talking and see the shadow of a raven that moves, and, and none of this is found in Florida. So the Disneyland version has a much more detailed building and queue. Now in Florida, there's a large mural painted on the wall behind the load area, which contains a hidden Mickey on a pair of boxer shorts hanging on the clothesline. While California doesn't seem to have a similar hidden Mickey, but it does have more of a 3D backdrop in the loading area. At Disneyland, the cars seat 2x2 two two for a total of 4 passengers. In Florida, they're 2x2x2 two 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 for a total of 6 passengers in 3 rows, giving Florida higher capacity. So, our Florida vehicle has arrived, so here we go. The 6-seater vehicle pulls up to the load area where 3 rows of people are waiting. Three rows of guests step in the vehicle, and the vehicle takes off. First, we head out straight and turn right past a wishing well, and we see Snow White sitting on the steps holding a bird in her hand, and she's singing to the bird. The vehicle turns to the left and goes through the first set of doors into the attraction building itself. In front of us, we see the magic mirror. Snow White is the fairest one of all. We turn to the right, and we see the back of the witch. She turns around, revealing she's the evil witch. We turn to the left, and we go through the dungeon scene. We see the witch holding the apple. We turn around to the right, and we head into the forest. A flash of lightning shows Snow White running away. We finally emerge from the forest. We go through a doorway, and we're in the dwarf's house, where they're playing music. We see Snow White at the window, talking to the witch, offering her an apple. 
we leave the house. We see the buzzards up above us, and we're running from the witch. We're going into the, the dwarfs' mines. We're seeing several dwarfs along the way. Lots of glowing jewels. We see the dwarves up on the hill, and the witch about to push a big rock over on us. Lightning strike. Pushes the rock, we go through a final door. And we see the witch, I'm sorry, we see the prince giving Snow White a kiss to wake her up as he bows towards her. And we turn to the right, we exit through the final passage. There's the dwarfs off to the right, waving, and up above the archway is Dopey waving his hand at us before we go through the doors back into the unloading area. And now we use our park hopping pass and jump over to California and do it again. We start by standing outside of the attraction, a very nice two or three story building, and we can see the Wicked Witch open the curtains and peer down at us from up above. In front of us is a large archway reading Snow White's Scary Adventure that leads into the queue area. Next to the entrance is the Golden Book and the Golden Apple. And once we go inside, there's a little dungeon scene with a spell book and red lighting. A lot of change people have thrown down in for good luck. We can hear the witch and the raven. See the raven's shadow? The spell book has the uh, recipe for the poison apple. Just a little something for us to look at while we wait. And then we're in the line, the highly themed line, looking over at a uh, three-dimensional backdrop where the four-seater vehicles come pulling up. There's the dwarf's house, rendered in 3D, little pickaxe and shovels and things sitting outside, and the vehicles pull up where people walk through the single-file line, two in the front, two in the back, and then we board. We go forward, go to the right a little bit, and then through some doors into the dwarf's house immediately. We see Snow White up on the stairs holding a candle while the dwarves are playing and singing, and we go out a door on the other side. As soon as we go through the door, to our left, we see the witch looking in through a window. We head immediately into the dwarves' mine with all the glowing jewels, but we don't see any dwarves. After this short visit, we we go into the dungeon and we see the back of the witch at the mirror. She turns around, revealing the evil hag. Then into the dungeons, we see the skeletons in the cages, the raven, the witch with the apple at the uh, the pot. The witch in a boat trying to hand us an apple. 
into the forest. We'll see the witch again in a door that opens. Kind of a little hologram effect there. The apple is not real. And then we see the dwarfs up on the stairways, and the witch is pushing a boulder at us. There's a lightning flash. We open the door, and there's a painted mural that says, And they lived happily ever after. And then we're back at Unload. Seems a bit shorter. Now, normally, I'm the last person to try to play the whole Disneyland versus Walt Disney World game to uh, see what's better, because I don't think one is better than the other. But I think each one of the versions has a lot of elements that are better than the other, just like a sequel might have certain scenes or things about it that you like better than the original movie. In this case, I'm going to have to give the nod to Walt Disney World's version of Snow White's as being the superior attraction. It's higher capacity, it's longer, it has a lot more scenes in, a, in an order that makes a little more sense, and of course it ends with a conclusion and not just, and they lived happily ever after while you're wondering, how could they possibly, the witch had the big rock up on the mountain. Now, much like, uh, well actually this is kind of interesting, normally... Um, I say that for a lot of things, Walt Disney World has the better queue areas, the better lines. I mean, look at the line for Pirates of the Caribbean in Florida. It's going through a fortress, and there's skeletons playing playing uh, chess, and there's you know cannons and all kinds of amazing things, and a load area where you can hear a pirate digging and see a ship out on the horizon. Just really phenomenal. But then you get to the ride, and it's about half as long, and it's missing the whole first sequence, which was all the skeleton stuff used to make the Pirates of the Caribbean movie. And when you look at the uh, Haunted Mansion in Florida, it's got this creepy-looking building and, you know, the larger load area, things like that. Looks like you're actually in a house. Uh, it's kind of debatable there, maybe not quite as clear, but before Disneyland added the pet cemetery out front, you had the cemetery at Florida that wasn't found in California. So normally I'd say that Walt Disney World has the better queues, but Disneyland has the better rides. This is one of those times when it's the reverse. The Disneyland show building for Snow White, Snow White, the, the uh, indoor loading area and all of that, is much, much nicer at California, but the actual ride has a lot more to it in Florida. So, for this park hopping podcast, I'm going to say the sequel was better than the original. But you are certainly welcome to disagree. So the next time you're there, pay attention to the differences. Take an extra picture, shoot some extra video, because you never know when something you like, love, or hate is going to go away and never be around again, or maybe you just want to compare. On that note, I think it'll do it for me this time, so be sure to visit DisneyFans.com, where you can browse over 25,000 digital pictures I've taken at Disneyland, Disney World, and other theme parks across the country, as well as uh, dozens and dozens of downloadable video files from the Disney parks here, including the videos to both of these versions of Snow White. And if you want to drop me a note, my email address is Alan, that's A-L-L-E-N, at DisneyFans.com. This has been the Park Hopping Podcast, show number 20, Snow White's Scary Sequel. Thanks for listening. Another Crappy Podcast production. Be sure to visit anothercrappypodcast.com to learn more about this and other equally exciting <sighs> podcasts. Mm.